This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 471, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, April 19th. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. This is episode 471. I'm your host, Adam Chapman, and this is our episode where we do reviews from the week of Wednesday, April the 19th. I'm recording this on April the 20th. It's uh, literally one of the last things I'm going to do before I leave for vacation, uh, where I'm going to California to take uh, my wife and son to Disneyland, as well as a, a myriad amount of baseball games, as we're going to go see a, a LA Angels game against the Blue Jays, my home team, um, on my wife's birthday, actually, the 22nd of April. Uh, the next day, we're we're going to a San Diego Padres game, and then later in the week we're going to a Dodgers game, and then in the middle we're going to do three days at Disneyland, uh, which is probably going to be absolutely insane knowing my son. Anyways, I wanted to make sure that we still had a reviews episode for the week that I'm gone. I actually had a chance already to read six issues uh, that came out on the 19th, which is more than sometimes I'm able to do in a full week, let alone a day. Um, but uh, first we're going to talk about, well, I'm first going to mention some of the books that did come out because a ton of books came out that I didn't haven't had a chance to read, obviously, uh, including All-Star Batman, Aquaman, Batwoman, Black Panther, World of Wakanda, uh, Deadpool, Deathstroke, Duck, uh, Doctor Strange, almost a Duck Strange, uh, Green Arrow, Green Lantern, Gardens of the Galaxy, Dream On, Justice League, Monsters Unleashed, Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, Nick Fury, it's a new number one, Nightwing, Poe Dameron, Royals, Silk, Star-Lord, Super Sons, Superwoman, Odyssey of the Amazons, P- The Punisher, The Totally Awesome Hulk, The Wild Storm, Trinity, U.S. Avengers, and Venom. Whew, that is a laundry list. Uh, so what did I get a chance to read? Well, I'm actually not going to do completely, um, I usually would go alphabetical, but I'm going to go a little bit out of order here because that's the sequence that the actual issues uh, occur in. And first we have uh, Thunderbolts number 12, which is Secret Empire opening salvo, um, which it says, Warning, read this issue before Steve Rogers 16 on sale now. Um, so this is written by Jim Zub, and I think he does a good job with the story. Uh, the problem is not so much Jim Zub. I think the, the part of the problem with this book has been uh, John Mallon is not a good fit for this book. I just, I just don't think he's got his art. Just doesn't fit. It's it's awkward. It's um, I, I just I'm not a big fan of the artistic choices that he makes, and uh, it looks very 90s-ish and not in a good way, and then the costumes look kind of terrible, and, you know, these are some cool characters, and yet they just never look good, and they don't look that... Like, Jolt looks weird and almost misshapen. Like, I'm just not liking, liking the art. The story is interesting. I've uh, really seen the destruction of this version of the Thunderbolts. Uh, Bucky's definitely getting his butt kicked by Zemo, um, and then he's blasted by Moonstone. Um, so there's a lot going on here. And, you know, Kobuk ends up shattering into all these pieces, which is kind of a cool concept. You know, all these pieces are now everywhere. Um, don't know what's going on with Jolt and Ghost, which just seems really weird and songbird. And that's just kind of where it ends. Um, I, again, I, I think the art is a major turnoff here. Um, I think I, if I was ranking them, I think I'd give the art like two out of five, but the story I give like a four, um, which means it's it's only going to average out to a six out of ten. But it, you know, I, I think it has its moments for sure, and I think the six maybe belies how good the story is. I think the story is much better than the six out of ten rating I'm going to give it would seem to indicate. But 
Um, that's just that's where we are. Then we have Captain America, Steve Rogers, number 16, a Secret Empire opening salvo on the upper banner. Uh, it says, warning, read this issue after Thunderbolts 12. Well, not to worry. We're doing it in that order. Written by Nick Spencer, artwork by Kevin Labranda, Yildre Sinar, and John Mallon. Uh, John Mallon really kind of, his issue, his pages definitely don't do any favors for this story. Uh, the 1945 um, com- uh, flashbacks are really cool. The segments with um, Maria Hill are really interesting because she discovered exactly what Taskmaster discovered that Captain America is actually a member, uh, agent of Hydra she does she immediately thinks it can't possibly be real and then she's uh, beset by agents trying to gun for her then we go uh, a flash to Zemo we're you know kind of reflecting what he just did in Thunderbolts which is why you have John Mallon here for artistic um, uh, consistency however again he's not not an artist I'm really enjoying so his artwork is not that great on these on these sequences and kind of detract from the story that Nick Spencer's writing um again the flashback components are great with him kind of meeting his mom and realizing what he thought wasn't real isn't uh Sinar does an amazing job on I believe the the current segments with Maria Hill which is it just looks like an awesome action movie uh, her contacting uh, Rick Jones is really cool um again this issue is fantastic even Bucky realizing that something ha- has happened to Steve and that Steve isn't what he thought he was and then he goes flying out to be destroyed by this bomb um we, again, we get to see more of what we're going to see in uh, Secret Empire Number Zero, where Captain America's next mission to go to where the Kraken wants him to go uh, to guide him so that uh, he's going to wake up in the current world and remember who he is, even though everything, all his memories up until that point will have been of a Captain America who wasn't an agent of Hydra. And I think this is a really elegant way of uh, building this, this scenario where uh, he wasn't always an agent of Hydra, even this re- in this retooled universe. I mean, it's like everything that happened happened. Uh, just the reason why he thinks it happened is not what really happened. Cosmic Cube is still an inciting force, just the, on the opposite side. Um, so yeah, I I thought this great issue was great, not withstanding the artwork by John Allen, but I thought where uh, Steve kind of takes control and reasserts himself as the new Supreme Commander is really cool. Um, the fact that we start to see you know uh, part of what's going to be a huge part of what happens in Secret Empire. So we see the Masters starting to storm um, New York. We see um, you know the um, disruption of the Shield. Uh, we see all this stuff happening, and then it really starts to explode in Secret Empire. So I'm going to give this issue a, a solid eight. I thought it was a good start. Uh, sorry, not a good start. It was a good kind of climactic chapter before we get to Secret Empire Zero. My problem with Secret Empire Zero is really not a problem at all. The question is more, why is it even zero? Why isn't it just an issue number one? Like, it perfectly sets up what the event is, or at least what it starts to be, uh, or is at the beginning at least. Uh, and I gotta say, I'm really liking the the modern cap costume he's been wearing for like what a year and a half now. I, I really have come to really dig it. Obviously, I love the classic costume, but there's just something about this retooled version that I am enjoying. Uh, so, Secret Empire number zero. Oh, that is a book by Nick Spencer and Daniel Lacuna. Uh, I believe the artwork by the color arts by Rob Reese. Uh, sorry, Rod Reese. Sorry, prologue artist at Rod Reese. The artist on the main book is uh, Daniel Lacuna. Um, 
you kind of needed the prologue in order to kind of get where we needed to be to kind of, I almost think that they could have done it in Captain America, Steve Rogers, and it didn't need to be part of here, but it definitely helps set up the status quo. So that if you haven't been reading the last, what, 16 issues of Captain America, you're not going to be too lost and you'll understand it. Um, I thought Amato was a big fan of Akuna. I thought he nailed it. Um, this issue definitely it upped the stakes. It showed uh, just how dangerous this is all going to be. Um, this was, I just thought this was this is thrilling. Like I don't always know what to expect from these big events, and sometimes they're good, sometimes they're not. Um, sometimes they, you know, I, I feel like IVX definitely hit with a bang, and then it, it went out a little bit of a whimper when it ended. Uh, so far, this is a bigger bang. Uh, it feels very well orchestrated. If you've been reading Captain America for the last year and a bit, um, it feels totally organic. Um, obviously, people are not going to like the fact that it's a major crossover event, you know, touching everything, and that's brings with it its its own detriments. Um, that being said, it feels natural because of where Nick Spencer has wanted the story to go for quite some time, and it feels like we've been getting the you know the the drum beats as we get closer and closer. So, if you've been reading you know thunderbolts well not thunderbolts but uh but mainly the two cat books you feel like you've been building to this point it feels natural and now this just feels like everything's about to explode into a beautiful you know chaos and uh i really dug this i'm gonna give it a nine i thought it was fantastic uh next up is batman 21 which i really enjoyed even though it's a fast read it's there's just i love jason Fabok's artwork so much like this it just is absolutely absolutely exquisite um his pencils and inks are so crisp. Um, there's not one wasted line. Uh, it looks brilliant. Um, it's written by what Tom King, and I think in coordination with Joshua Williamson. Um, it's the nine-panel layout is perfect in terms of its sense of pacing. Um, we start to get some payoffs. Uh, seeing Zoom here acting and sounding like the pre-New Fifty Two Zoom because we got Professor Zoom or Ebard Thawn. But he just felt weird when... I forget even who was writing it, but it wasn't a great run of the... It was prior to Rebirth. Um, we got to finally see Eobarthon. I didn't really like how they portrayed him here. And this feels like the Eobarthon we lost. This is this feels like the one we had during Flashpoint. Because it's supposed to be Flashpoint, uh, even though I guess they're all supposed to be the same. But I thought this was fantastic. Uh, the whole fight between the two characters. The fact that Barry is, of course, late. And uh, that, you know almost really cost Batman, but uh, Ibar Thon was, you know, distracted by something else, and it ended up doing something totally different to him, and uh, I thought this was, you know, really thrilling. I'm excited to see where the next, what, three chapters go. Um, Definitely not what I expected to see happen to Zoom after the first chapter, but I thought this was great. I'm going to give this a nine as well. It was, I just thought it was stellar. Um, Considering this is kind of a big mini crossover, like four issues, but it's a big event because of its connection to the main rebirth kind of spine storyline um it's kind of the undercurrent of everything i thought this was great nine out of ten all the way uh next up is daredevil number 19 i really dug this too i mean i think i enjoyed most books this week um this i thought was really interesting charles sewell and mark lamming uh, i thought lamming did a fantastic job on the artwork um i like the idea that Purple Man has decided to try and do something different, and I thought this actually made sense for the character, that he will get bored doing the same thing. So now he's trying to figure out what's the worst thing someone can imagine ever doing and trying to get them to do that. And I love the idea that, you know, Matt is so shattered in his in his mind that, you know, he's having this conversation in this, this kind of this dream bar where all the different versions of himself are there. And I loved how they all have their own unique voice. 
Um, I especially enjoyed the fact that uh, you had the the 90s Daredevil being very uh, wanting him to be extreme. And I like the idea that we have this new version of Daredevil kind of being like, who are you? Um, This was a fantastic book, fantastic read. I'm going to give this an 8 out of 10. Uh, I'm excited to see where Sewell kind of goes. It it feels like he's kind of shading us towards a certain idea in terms of what we're going to see with the Purple Children. But um, so far... It hasn't disappointed. It, this issue was extremely strong. Uh, I would give it a, a 9 out of 10. It was well worth rereading as well, and just so much fun to see the different versions of Daredevil uh, just kind of peering over his shoulder in this mental bar uh, and having different kind of conversations and, and having different unique voices, um, which go with their obviously very different visuals. Last but not least, we have Superman 21, which is the next chapter of, I guess, but what is it called? Black Dawn by Patrick Gleason and Peter J. Tomasi. It's interesting Patrick Gleason is now given first billing on the story, and Patrick Gleason is obviously doing the artwork as well. Um, I love the interplay between John and Damien. I think it's so interesting. Um, the idea of this, you know, this 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 monster is a little less interesting, but I do like seeing the interplay between Damien and, and John and them kind of dealing with um, uh, Superman kind of wanting to protect them and kind of, you know, not necessarily trusting them in the same way. Um, not sure if I like where they're going with the um, the girl next door, um, but that remains to be seen where they're actually going to go with it and what it actually means. I thought this was great, though. It's a, another solid, enjoyable issue. I really like the, as I said, the interplay between these two characters is really interesting. Kind of reminds me of when we used to see Robin and Connor Kent together uh, with Impulse when they were part of Young Justice. Um, so that kind of vibe I get off them, but it's very different, obviously, because Damien's kind of a jerk and John is adorable. Um, yeah, fantastic. I I'd give it an 8 out of 10. It uh, continues to be a very solid book, uh, well worth reading, and uh, yeah, I'm glad I got a chance to read it before I leave for my vacation. Um, so taking a look at this upcoming week, so the next week of releases will be April 26th. Um, so some of the highlights that will be coming out then uh, include some of the following. Uh, we've got, um, let's see, Action Comics, Batgirl, uh, Blue Beetle, Flash, which is the next chapter of The Buttons. It's kind of nice that after every week we get a new chapter. Uh, How Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, Hellblazer, Justice League of America. We got the Justice League Chip Paperback Volume 2 Outbreak, which is part of Rebirth. We got Justice League Unwrapped by Jim Lee. Got the fourth issue of the Commandy Challenge. Um, over at IDW, we got what uh, G.I. Joe, Real American Hero 239, Gem the Misfits. Number four, we have a uh, new Micronauts, Wrath of Karza. Uh, we have a new issue, or sorry, not new issue, a trade paperback of X-Files, trade paperback volume two, Come Back Haunted. Uh, Image Comics, we have Bitch Planet number 10. Um, let's see what else, Savage Dragon 223. And speaking of Savage Dragon, our uh, most recent episode, 470, actually uh, had an interview with uh, Eric Larson, and it was a lot of fun to be able to have a chat with him and talk about not just Spider-Man this time, but a little bit more of his general career. Uh, and then at Marvel, we have the all-new, all-different Marvel reading chronology number one. That's a bundle. I guess it's like a giveaway bundle. Uh, or comic shops get bundles, and then they do it as a giveaway. There's the Avengers Epic Collection called Masters of Evil. There's the launch of Ben Riley's God Spider. Oh, talk about a book I really don't know to, what to expect from. Uh, Captain America Volume 2 trade paperback from the Marvel Knights era. Uh, we got Great Lakes Avengers, Elektra, Deadpool, World's Greatest, Trade Paperback Volume 6, Patience, Zero. Uh, infamous Iron Man, Mighty Captain Marvel, uh, Mighty Thor, Old Man Logan, Rocket Raccoon. We got the uh, 
Secret Empire Prelude trade paperback, Star Wars Darth Maul Volume Number Three, Thanos Number Six, Ultimates Two Number Six, X Men Blue Number Two, and X Men Gold Number Two coming out at the same time. That's kind of interesting. And X Men Origins trade paperback, Firestar. Uh, so it should be an interesting week. Anyways, you can email me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, like the show on Facebook, read and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also listen to us on Stitcher. Um, our next episode coming out in a couple of days will be a, a sit-down with uh, colorist Jose Villarubio, currently working on America, amongst uh, other things. I think he's also working on Betty and Veronica. Uh, no, I shouldn't say I think he is. I know he is, uh, which has been a really enjoyable book. Um, so that's a, a, a fun new episode that will come out in a couple of days. Uh, next week, um, we'll have a regular reviews episode. And then uh, we'll have a spotlight on the Gardens of the Galaxy Volume 2 film, uh, which will come out on May 5th. Anyways, thank you for joining me for this episode of Comic Shenanigans. You can email me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, like the show on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also listen to us on Stitcher. Thanks again. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.